Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. Cecil Carpenter was at work on Thursday, February 28, 1991, when he received a phone call asking him to come to the local government office in the village. What he saw when he arrived made his knees shake and his eyes fill with tears. Two army soldiers dressed in full uniform were waiting for him, waiting to give him the news that his son, 20-year-old Private Clayton Carpenter, was dead, killed in battle. Suddenly, the world went blank for Cecil Carpenter. Clayton's mother, Ruth, was also in shock. The grief seemed too much to bear. The news spread quickly through town. Friends and family rushed to console Cecil and Ruth. A small memorial was placed in the town with flowers and black ribbons to show their sorrow. Cecil and Ruth tried to sleep that night, but sleep would not come. Ruth kept staring at her dead son's picture. No, he can't be dead, she thought over and over. This has got to be a mistake. But even though she could hardly believe her son was dead, Ruth was not prepared for the phone call she received the next evening. When she picked the call, a far-off voice on the other end said, Hello, Mom, this is Clayton. Ruth froze. Are you sure this is Clayton? She blurted, you've been declared dead. Her mind was racing and she feared she was being tricked. Ruth refused to believe it was her son, Clayton. Come on, please believe me. This is me, Clayton pleaded. He was calling from a hospital. He'd been lightly wounded in the foot and the hand, but he wasn't dead, he insisted. The army had made a mistake. Ruth was so shocked, she had to make sure it was really her son. So she asked him to tell her the special name she'd called him as a little boy, her favorite name for her son. And when Clayton gave her the correct answer, Ruth started shaking. She started rejoicing. Her son was alive. Her son was alive. Word of Clayton's survival spread like wildfire. Within a short time, hundreds of friends gathered in the town. They tore down the memorial and threw away the black ribbons. People were singing and shouting and laughing. Their son was alive. Later, Ruth summed up her feelings like this. I laughed, I cried, I felt like turning cartwheels because my son, whom I had thought was dead, was really alive. And just like Ruth Clayton, 2,000 years ago, the disciples of Jesus were overwhelmed with grief. All their hopes were dashed when they watched Jesus die on the cross. They wrapped him in grave clothes and put him in the tomb. And when his followers went to the tomb on Easter morning, they never expected to see Jesus alive. But instead of a dead body, They met an empty tomb. Instead of death and defeat, they experienced life and victory. For on that first Easter morning, the stone was rolled away, the grave clothes were thrown aside, and the Lord Jesus arose from the dead. Jesus conquered death, and he is alive. And in that fact, there's great joy for all of us, not just because Jesus lives, but because in his victory, we have victory as well. Because he defeated death, we can also be free from the power of death. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And because he lives, we can live forever with him. 
That's why Easter is so much more than a historical event. That's why we celebrate Easter, not just because of what happened 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem, but because of what it means for us today and forever. The event of the resurrection is more than historical fact. It's a life-changing reality for all of us who believe in Jesus Christ. That's the powerful truth we're going to discover today in our sermon titled, The Power of Jesus. We're going to see how Jesus' resurrection not only impacts history, but how it impacts each and every one of us as well. But before we learn more, let us bow our heads and pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you on this glorious occasion as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus from the grave. We thank you not only because he conquered death, but we thank you for what that means for us, that because he lives, we can live also. I ask you to open our eyes today and give us a new revelation of the power of the resurrection, the power of Jesus Christ, and how that power can prevail for us today. We submit to you now. I bind every voice of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power from on high, the power of Jesus Christ to come and give us light and life and hope in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you by faith. And everybody said, amen. I want to invite you to take a moment. Join your faith with mine right now. Put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Truth for Today. It's a great joy to have you with me today as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus rose from the dead. The grave couldn't keep him. Death couldn't hold him. The devil couldn't defeat him. The Pharisees couldn't silence him. Roman soldiers couldn't stop him. He is the living God, the everlasting Savior, and the risen King. And he is undefeated. And today, we're going to discover the amazing truth about how Christ's victory is our victory as well. For the fact is, his power is available to all of us today who call upon his name. And when you put your faith in the power of Jesus, you will see that power manifest in your life. Now, to help us discover these vital truths, we prepared sermon notes. The sermon notes for this message are available for free on my website and all my social media platforms. I invite you to take out your notes now and follow along with me as we discover three reasons Jesus is undefeated. There at the top of your notes is our scripture text for today. It's the Easter story found in Matthew 28. Now, receive the word of the Lord. The day after the Sabbath day was the first day of the week. At dawn on the first day, Mary Magdalene and another woman named Mary went to look at the tomb. At that time, there was a strong earthquake. An angel of the Lord came down from heaven, went to the tomb, and rolled the stone away from the entrance. Then he sat on the stone. He was shining as bright as lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. The soldiers guarding the tomb shook with fear because of the angel, and they became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Don't be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here. 
He has risen from the dead as he said he would. Come and see the place where his body was. And go quickly. Tell his followers, Jesus has risen from the dead. He's going into Galilee ahead of you, and you will see him there. The 11 followers went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Then Jesus came to them and said, All power in heaven and on earth is given to me. Let's all read those words from Jesus in the last sentence together out loud. Are you ready? Here we go. All power in heaven and on earth is given to me. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. The story of Easter Sunday begins with Jesus' dead body in the tomb. The Roman soldiers are guarding the grave, and a mighty stone has shut the disciples out. The disciples are in fear and confusion. The world is dark, and it seems like the enemy has won. But then something happens that is so amazing, so awesome, and so fantastic, it changed history forever. The power of God comes down into that dark tomb and brings the body of Jesus back to life. A mighty earthquake shakes the ground. The stone rolls away. The soldiers fall down as dead. And the angel makes the greatest proclamation ever heard. Jesus is risen from the dead. So just lift your hand and say after me, Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He is risen indeed. And in his powerful resurrection from the dead, Jesus proved once and for all time that he has all power. That's why when he met with his disciples after his resurrection, Jesus could boldly proclaim all power in heaven and on earth is given to me. And that's why I can boldly proclaim to you today, Jesus is undefeated. The enemy threw all he had at Christ, but Jesus shook it all off and came out victorious. He's undefeated because he's God alone. He's undefeated because all power belongs to him. He is undefeated because there is no other name, no other power, no one else who can do what Jesus did. So today, let's discover in detail three reasons Jesus is undefeated. And here's your first truth today. Jesus is undefeated because his power is unlimited. That's the truth Jesus himself proclaimed after his resurrection. In verse 18 of our text, he says, all power in heaven and on earth is given to me. And the evidence of his power is seen all through eternity. It wasn't only at the resurrection, but even before time began, we see the unlimited power of Jesus. Listen to what the Bible says about Christ in John 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Bible makes it clear that Jesus is the Word. John is writing to us here about Jesus, the Word of God. He tells us that before time began, Jesus existed. He tells us that Jesus was with the Father in eternity, and the Bible says the Word was God. So the power of God is the power of Jesus, the Word. That's why this passage tells us that he spoke the world out of nothing. By his word, he created all things. 
This is the same truth we see in Psalm 33, 6 to 9. The Bible says, the Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord. Let everyone stand in awe of him. For when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. Jesus spoke the world into existence by his very word. He doesn't need a factory. He doesn't need raw material because Jesus has unlimited power. He brings something out of nothing. You may be facing lack in your life today, but God is going to bring something out of your nothing. You may be facing a barrier in your path, but God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. You may be facing a loss of hope, but God is going to make hope spring new in your heart today. If you believe it, say amen. For that's the message of the resurrection. Where there was nothing, God made something spring forth. Where there was darkness, the word brought light. Where there was no way out, God gave us the way, Jesus Christ. For he said, I am the way. Where there was no hope, he made hope come alive. Where there was death, God brought life. For Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus possessed unlimited power before time began. And when he came to live among us, he displayed that unlimited power all throughout his time on earth. Jesus' actions proved to us that God's kingdom had invaded earth and that the enemy was defeated. Listen to what the Bible tells us about Jesus' ministry in Matthew 4. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Somebody say all. So Jesus came proclaiming the good news about God's kingdom. He came to tell everyone everywhere that God had come down to overthrow the works of Satan and to bring the life and power of God to men. But Jesus didn't just proclaim the good news. He backed it up with evidence. The Bible says he healed every kind of disease and illness. He cast out demons. He made the paralyzed walk and the epileptic free. He healed them all. And his mighty acts are proof that his power is greater than the power of the enemy. By dispossessing the devil and by destroying his works, Jesus made it clear that his kingdom is greater than the kingdom of Satan. In fact, that's exactly what Jesus himself teaches in Matthew 12. Listen to his words. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Think about what Jesus is saying. God's kingdom is victorious over all the power of the enemy. The fact that demons were cast out by Jesus proves his power is greater. Jesus' entire life on earth was one display after another of the mighty power of his kingdom. He healed every sickness. He cast out every type of devil. He calmed the wind and the waves and walked on water. He multiplied the bread and fish. He solved every problem known to man. He broke every curse. 
Yet in spite of all his great works, as he came to the end of his life on earth, there was still one final enemy to conquer. There was one last power that was greater than all the other powers on earth that Jesus had defeated. It was the power of death. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 26, and the last enemy, somebody say the last enemy, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. See, friends, if Jesus conquered every power except for death, then all his accomplishments would be temporary. If Jesus could heal our sicknesses but not free us from death, then no matter how many times we were healed, we would still ultimately face death. If he solved all our problems and met all our needs, but death remained unconquered, then no matter how much we enjoy God's power, we would eventually lose out and end up in the grave forever. But when God raised Jesus from the dead, he won the final victory over the final enemy. For Acts 2.24 says, But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. It was impossible for death to hold Jesus. When he rose again, he defeated the final enemy once and for all. For Romans 6.9 says, Christ was raised from the dead, and we know that he cannot die again. Death has no power over him now. And that means something for you today. Every enemy you face is defeated. Every victory you need is yours in Christ. You may be watching or listening today, and it seems like your life is paralyzed. Your whole life seems to be stuck in January, you made New Year's resolutions and you were serious. You said, this time, I'm really going to change. But here it is, the fourth month of the year, and you can't get going. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, and you're no closer to your goal than when you started. You may be watching today, and you can't get ahead. You run all day and fall into bed at night, exhausted without ever feeling like you accomplished anything. You run from pillar to post, but at the end of the month, you still can't pay all the bills. You're in a dead-end job with no hope of promotion. You're stuck in a position of failure with no success in sight. You can't quit because you need the income, but you just seem to be marking time. You may be watching right now and you can't get away. You're in a relationship that is unequally yoked. You're in a relationship that is more pain than pleasure. Someone is hurting you and you want to run, but there's no place to go and no place to hide. You want to escape, but you're trapped. Or maybe you're watching today and you say, Reverend, I'm bound by sin. You're caught in a web of temptation. It eats at your soul. It suffocates your spirit. You want to be delivered. You know what you're doing is wrong, but you seem helpless to be free. But all those enemies you face, frustration, defeat, worry, fear, doubt, hurt, pain, sin, they have all been defeated. And I speak victory to you right now. I speak life to you right now. I speak hope to you right now. I break every chain and every bondage of the devil in your life right now. I command every shackle of sin to be broken. So lift your hand and say after me, every enemy I face is defeated. Every victory I need is mine in Christ. 
And that brings us to our second truth today. Jesus is undefeated because his power is unending. Jesus' victory at Easter was not a one-time event. It was not a temporary fix to a permanent problem. The good news is not just that Jesus triumphs overall, it's that his triumph is permanent. God's kingdom reigns forever and ever. For the Bible says in Hebrews 1, but to the Son, he says, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. He also says, in the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment they will be changed, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. And the fact that his kingdom cannot be shaken and cannot be moved is the distinguishing mark of the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us that everything that is not part of God's kingdom will be shaken. Listen to Hebrews 12. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and praise God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. Every government on earth today will be shaken and all of them will be removed by God. No position in this life is permanent. You may rule for a hundred years, but the day will come when your rule is over. Every power, every ruler, every president, every dictator, every corporation, every celebrity, anything not from God will be removed. Every spirit, every religion, every belief, and anything not from God will be removed. The Roman Empire tried to wipe out Christianity. But in the end, Christianity conquered the Romans. The Roman Empire no longer exists. But the church of Jesus Christ is marching on. The People's Republic of China tried to wipe out Christianity. Chairman Mao Zedong burned all the Christian seminary libraries and declared Christianity will not survive in China. But today... Mao Zedong is in the grave and there are more than 25 million Christians in China and the church continues to grow. The communist government in Romania tried to wipe out Christianity. The government made it a crime to preach Christ. They had a prison where they locked up pastors. But the dictator was killed. The government fell and today that prison has been turned into a church where people worship Jesus. Every person, every government, and everything not part of God's kingdom will be removed, but God's kingdom cannot be shaken. There is no place on this earth beyond the reach of Jesus. He rules over all, and his kingdom continues to march forward. No demon can stop it. No government can silence it. And we can be most confident of this fact because we've read the end of the story. At the end, every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We've read how the Lord comes riding on a white horse and takes over all the kingdoms of this world. His power never ends. His victory never ceases. His kingdom can never be shaken or removed. Here on earth, the most secure place is an army base in the United States called Fort Knox. 
Fort Knox is where the U.S. government stores its greatest treasures. In fact, there is $137 billion worth of gold, 5,000 tons of precious metals behind a 22-ton door. The combination to that door has been disseminated to 10 different staff people. Each person has a partial code. No one knows the total code. The code has to be inserted by one person at a time. Behind that door in the treasury is the safest place on earth. But even if you were clever enough to break the code and get in, you wouldn't get far. You would have to get past armed guards, missile tanks, Apache helicopters, infrared surveillance, video cameras, and concrete reinforced granite walls. If you try to break in, you're going nowhere. But friends, here's the good news for us. God's kingdom is far more secure than Fort Knox. It's kept by the power of God. All the might and power of the U.S. government will one day come to an end. But the kingdom of God will never end. All the gold and treasures of this world will one day fail. But God's treasury will never fail. Our inheritance will never fade. No thief can go there. No flood can carry it away. There's no earthquake in heaven. No devaluation. No shortage of any kind. It's permanent. It's secure. It's never failing. It's undefeated. Kept by God himself. God cannot be bribed. He cannot be fooled or tricked out of his riches. He never slumbers or sleeps, so you can't rob him. You can't catch him off guard. You can't sneak your way into heaven and take away treasure. Jesus paid far too high of a price to earn for us an inheritance that could somehow be lost. And the same God that raised Jesus from the dead is guarding your inheritance in Christ. He is the great protector. Hallelujah. Friend, this is the good news that gives us hope in times of trouble. The world around us may be shaking, but we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The earth and heavens may be rocking, but it's only to get them out of the way to bring in an eternal heaven that will never be moved again. The nations of the world and the governments of men may be in distress, but we have a king inside our hearts who cannot be moved. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord, I do not change. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus said in Matthew 24.35, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Therefore, you can lift your hand and say after me, Every problem I face is temporary. Every promise I have in Christ is eternal. He's the creator of the universe. He holds the stars in his hands. He never gets confused, for all wisdom is his. He never feels afraid, for all power is his. He never worries about the future, for the future is in his hand. He's not the great I was. He's the great I am. And he knows tomorrow. He has the times in his hands. And no matter how bad things may look for you today, God is on his throne. The devil may rage. People may doubt. Nations may prepare for war. But at the end of the book, Jesus rides victorious and triumphant. All enemies are under his feet. His kingdom cannot be shaken because it is ruled by a king 
that cannot be shaken. So lift your hand and say, every problem I face is temporary. Every promise I have in Christ is eternal. And I say to you today, whatever you are passing through right now is just temporary. It doesn't matter how bad the situation may seem, it won't last. You may be sick in your body, but I command it to go in the name of Jesus. There may be pain that's persistent, but it won't last forever. It will be relieved. You may have trouble all around. You may be discouraged within. You might be confused in your mind. There are setbacks and delays, but all these are temporary, and you belong to a kingdom that is triumphant forever. And even while everything that can be shaken is shaking, God is building a people who are firmly in his kingdom and who can never be shaken or moved. God is raising an army of people filled with faith who will not fear when trouble comes around them. They are rising up with the good news of the kingdom and his power and his glory. And I speak to you today, don't give up, don't lose heart, don't be discouraged. Continue to press on in faith and believe God for this that you're going through will pass and God is giving you grace to keep running your race even when others drop out. You may be the last one standing, but when you receive Receive the supernatural resurrection, undefeated power of Christ, you will stand to the end. And God is releasing that ability upon you today to persevere and to be faithful. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the strength of the resurrection inside of you. Somebody shout amen. And that brings us to our third truth. Jesus is undefeated because his power is unstoppable. The power of Jesus is unlimited. The power of Jesus is unending. But not only that, the power of Jesus is unstoppable. It keeps growing. It keeps expanding. It's gaining ground because it's reaching more and more people, filling more of the earth with his power. That's why Isaiah 9, 7 says, Power and peace will be in his kingdom and will continue to grow forever. See, when the power of Jesus comes upon us, his kingdom comes to us. Jesus said in Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of God is within you. And no matter what nation you live in, if you have faith in Christ, God's kingdom lives in you. And when the triumphant kingdom is established in you, you become triumphant as well. Even as the outward kingdoms are shaken, you will remain firm. And here's the amazing truth we need to pack up and take home with us today. God wants to give you the kingdom. You don't have to beg for it or fast and pray for it. God wants his kingdom and power to reside in you. That's why Jesus said in Luke 12, 32, Don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. This is the reason God saved you. He didn't just die on the cross and rise from the dead so that you could go to heaven. He came and did all that he did so that you could be a part of his triumphant, everlasting kingdom. Colossians 1.13 says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. And God wants to share his kingdom and his power with you. 1 Thessalonians 2.12 says, We pleaded with you and encouraged you and urged you to live your lives in a way that God would consider worthy. For he called you to share in his kingdom and glory. 
That's why Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come. Let it come here in me now. He calls us to share in his kingdom. And Jesus rose from the dead to bring the kingdom of God to us here and now. Not just in the future, not just when we get to heaven, but now. And that kingdom is manifested in you in power. Power to cast out demons. Power to raise the dead. Power over every force. The resurrection is a manifestation of God's kingdom. And that power resides in you. For Romans 8, 11 says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. See, friends, the victory of the resurrection is for all of us. The triumphant power of Easter marches on today. It wasn't a one-time victory, but an ongoing, everlasting victory. It wasn't just for Jesus. It was for all of us. For when Jesus rose from the dead, he not only opened the tomb, he opened new life for all who believe. He didn't triumph just so that he could be delivered from death. He triumphed so that we could all be delivered from death. And we cannot simply observe his victory like spectators in a stadium. We must experience it in our lives. The resurrection is a shared victory, and it has an impact on you and me today. We're called to live a new life. We're not just called to believe something. We're not just called to be religious and go to church. When Jesus comes to us and makes us new, he changes everything about us. He gives us new life. And the good news for us is that new life is possible because of the resurrection. It's possible because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now dwells in all who believe. For Romans 6.3 says, Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we've been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. Think about this for a minute. The Bible says, just as, in the same way Jesus was raised from the dead, he was raised from the dead completely. He didn't come out smelling like rotten flesh. He didn't wear the grave clothes out. He left them behind. He didn't come with fresh wounds. He came in the radiance of God's glory. He had total power and total deliverance from death. And in the same way, death has no power over him. And in Christ, the old dead lifestyle has no power over you. You are free just as Jesus was free from the grave. God's eternal, triumphant, and unshakable kingdom in me means that I become eternal, triumphant, and unshakable. Maybe you've been bound by a sin or temptation, but resurrection power is coming into your life today. Jesus didn't die to leave you in your sin. He died so that resurrection power could lift you up and set you free. Maybe you're struggling with bitterness and unforgiveness. You've been mistreated and you can't seem to let it go. But I declare resurrection power is coming into your heart today and sending grace and love to fill your soul. Maybe your marriage is in trouble. You've struggled for years and things never seem to change. But I declare resurrection power is coming into your marriage today. The love you had on the honeymoon is resurrecting in your hearts right now. Roll away the sting of bitterness and let love come forth. Maybe your dreams have died. You had so many plans for the future. 
You knew where you were going and you worked hard to get there, but one setback after another has left you discouraged. You feel like your whole life is shut up in a dark, deadly tomb. But I declare resurrection power is coming into your dreams today. Jesus didn't die so you could stay the same. He didn't rise from the dead so you could carry on without any hope. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ is lifting you right now, bringing you hope, filling your life. Just open your heart to him and receive. I call forth the power of God in your life today. I call forth the kingdom of God abiding in you. I call forth the faith that God has planted in you as a seed. And I speak life to your faith. I speak growth to your faith. I call forth your faith to grow and blossom and bear fruit. I call forth your faith now to rise up and produce fruit for the kingdom of God. I call forth the gifts of God in your life. I call forth the spirit of resurrection that abides inside of you today. Let the spirit of power and love and a sound mind come forth in you. You will have wisdom beyond your years as you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit in you. You will have counsel to give to others. Your family will listen to you. Those older than you will seek your advice. You will speak the words and the wisdom of God. For a treasure dwells inside of you. And today, by the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, I call it forth in Jesus' name. I pronounce new beginnings, new seasons, new power, fresh anointing coming your way. I declare it all in the mighty name of the undefeated, risen Savior, Jesus Christ. May God release upon you resurrection God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Lagon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. Or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. We're here.